Welcome to another episode of our Ag Plus Bio Plus Science podcast presented by Agrinovis Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick, the host of Inside Indiana Business, also the host of this weekly podcast where we have in-depth conversations with the leaders, innovators, and entrepreneurs in Indiana's ag bioscience sector, the sector where food, agriculture, science, and technology converge. This week, we are continuing our virtual podcast, and we're excited to have with us this week Natasha Cox. Natasha is regional Vice President at Farm Credit Mid-America. And Natasha, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to see you today and to see people. Yeah, I know. That's great. In the ag lending space and your day-to-day business, how the pandemic impacted you and impacted the business. We understand that agriculture was deemed and has always been an essential business for our country and for the world. At Farm Credit Mid-America, we knew that we had to continue to keep our doors open. We had to continue injecting liquidity and access to, to critical capital to the market. So we did have to do a few things different, like most of our workforces around the state and the country. We pivoted to having over 90% of our workforce working from home in just a few days, following CDC guidelines and the direction of Governor Holcomb as well to ensure the safety of our customers and our workforce. But we also understand the impacts that weren't so soft to the industry as well. The idling down of meat processing plants and less gasoline consumption that impacted our ethanol industry during this time, which impacts farmers. I will tell you with that with 100% confidence that Farm Credit Mid-America has been here to serve our clients through this time. We understand that it's been hard for them as well. Can you give us a sense, um, maybe anecdotally, of, of the ag community in Indiana? And you touched on some of the challenges there, but you know how they're faring, how they're getting along uh, through this really unprecedented time? In Indiana, we rank in the top five in things like ducks, popcorn, corn, soybean, and pork production. Our ethanol industry is robust as well. Last year, in 2019, we came out of a very, very difficult crop year. Prices were low and yields were down. We were coming into 2020 with optimism that we would have good yields and open markets as far as the phase one trade negotiations with China moving along and obviously it being a presidential election year. And then COVID-19 hit. The crop has been planted. It's in above average conditions when you look at raw commodities in the state, but our livestock industry has been impacted significantly. We had to idle down several of our processing plans in the state of Indiana due to outbreaks of COVID. That impacts everybody from the consumer to the processor to the farmer at the farm gate that has that raw products. And then there's just been fewer gallons of gasoline consumed. Corn ethanol in Indiana is blended with gasoline. As we blend less ethanol and gasoline, that also impacts the price of corn. And we really shut down most borders and a lot of trade during this time as well. And we just haven't been able to get the phase one China agreement off the ground the way that we thought to. So on-farm prices have declined significantly and we've seen issues in the in the supply chain with the meat processing. Farm Credit Mid-America and the job that it does uh, on a daily basis. But first to you, Natasha, and your background and your career path. You've been, I think, with the organization for about 20 years and took, as I understand it, kind of an unconventional path maybe to get there. I'm a farm girl from Southern Indiana. I grew up on a tobacco farm, went to Purdue University with a goal to actually get a law degree and move to Washington and um, be a politician. I'll tell you, thank goodness I didn't do that right now, right? <laughs> you made a good move. Good Lord was working over me, but I met a guy, fell in love. He was a farmer. And so I finished up my degree in agricultural economics and with some career mapping and direction and help and really someone looking at me and saying, I know you have a passion for people. Obviously, you can put that to work at Farm Credit Mid-America where they serve one home, one farm, one business at a time. So I started out there as an intern and spent almost 20 years in the business, falling in love with numbers, but more importantly, the people, the farmers, the ranchers, the 
innovators that help feed a growing population around the world. Farm Credit Mid-America, give us a, a snapshot of the organization, your footprint, and what it's all about. Farm Credit Mid-America is part of the nationwide farm credit system. There's 72 associations across the United States. We were chartered in 1916 to serve the purpose of securing the future of of rural America, understanding that at that time, the majority of the population in the United States lived in rural communities, but there wasn't the access to critical capital that was needed to continue to help our rural communities. And even think about rural electrification and, and bringing power to rural communities. You needed institutions like the farm credit system to be able to help that done. So our mission has been to, to help secure those communities. Our footprint at Farm Credit Mid-America is Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, and Tennessee. We're member-owned cooperative. We are owned by our, our members, and our rich history has helped us in providing depth and good times and bads to not only farmers and ranchers, but homes and the infrastructure that's needed to keep essentially the lights on and the food supply to the plates of the consumers around the world. You spent your career there at the organization. What's different today? After almost two decades in the industry and also growing up on a family farm, the rate of change is unbelievable. Today in Indiana, agriculture contributes 31 billion dollars to the state's general economy. Not only have the numbers grown, but the rate of advancement and the modernization of technology and innovation has grown transparency as well to what we do on our farm. I'm also a farmer. We raise corn, soybeans, and kids here in Northwestern Indiana. When I look back over the last two decades, I think about the advancements in livestock genetics, how we've been able to do more with less. Crop genetics, the resiliency of our crops in in even detrimental weather situations. I think about the ethanol boom and the sustainability that farmers are providing to help protect our environment and the initiatives that we here in Indiana have, have done. Did you know that Indiana leads the country in cover crop? initiatives. You mentioned rural electrification earlier in some of your comments, and it made me think of the connectivity now and rural broadband access in, in, in rural communities around the state of Indiana. Any sense for how that is going? There are a lot of efforts and initiative kind of focused on better connecting rural Indiana with the internet and with the rest of the world. Is that improving, do you sense? You no, know, we've been appreciative here at Farm Credit Mid-America of Governor Holcomb's and the Lieutenant Governor's efforts to place emphasis on rural broadband understanding that as farmers continue to dance in this space of innovation and technology and sustainability, we need to have access to the tools and especially the broadband that we need. There's still dead spots out here. I'm actually here in one in Benton County, Indiana today. And so we understand that continued efforts need to be there to connect, especially with things like the COVID pandemic. It brought light the need to not only secure the future of our businesses, but also education for our children as, as we went to distance education. And then there were some students that did not have access to the broadband they needed. Farm Credit Mid-America, I think, has an employment base of over a thousand folks across its territory. What are some of the needs? What are you looking for from a talent perspective? First and foremost, people that have a heart for serving rural communities. And then we'll add agriculture in there because our purpose is to secure the future of rural communities and agriculture. We understand that regardless of their background, the need to serve and a heart for people has to come first because we work in a very volatile industry that is dependent on global supply and demand and really focused on a commodity-based business. Above all, we seek out team members that have a diverse background that comes from geography, that comes from skills, degrees, technical certificates. And we understand that a a diverse workforce is the best workforce that we could possibly have here. We know that Indiana is a place that we go first for recruitment.
recruitment. When we look at our talent pool from Purdue University to Ivy Tech with our career in vocational ag, we know that Indiana has one of the most trained and robust workforces that are out there across the country. But at Farm Credit Mid-America, we continue to need people not only to know agriculture, but data engineers, technology. We, we continue to, to need to add folks that may not be top of mind when you think of a company that's named Farm Credit Mid-America. When you look at the talent pipeline in Indiana, do you see steps that need to be taken to continue to grow the ag bioscience space, you know, beyond your organization, but the industry, the ability to attract and grow and grow some of these promising companies as well as the existing companies that are here, things that need to be done to really boost the talent pipeline in the ag bioscience space in Indiana? We say only 6 million residents in Indiana, but a, a phenomenal access to the rest of the country we can be anywhere in almost 24 hours, access to rail, ports. We have all the basic needs that we have, but we know that our population with only 6 million people can be a limiting factor to the workforce that we need. So what do we look at and what do we look to companies like Agronovis to help us do? We need access to our robust, diverse, and skilled talent pool. That's critical to our future. We need help for recruitment and retention of key talent. We need to make sure that we're keeping our best talent in the state of Indiana to help Indiana grow and Indiana to feed the rest of the world. We understand that career exploration and career mapping is important. And so that's why at Farm Credit Mid-America, we support Agronovis's initiative and Field Atlas, which is essentially helping students to couple degrees and passion with a career well before they ever get their first job. Investments in new technologies such as that to help us make sure that we can be at the leading edge of feeding the rest of the globe is important to us here at Farm Credit Mid-America. As we look going forward, obviously these are, are very uncertain times for everyone, but especially in the ag space. So many variables that uh, happen on a yearly basis now with COVID-19 and coming out, hopefully trying to get on the other side of the pandemic. Are there things that you're talking to farmers about and talking to others about or any perspective you have coming out of the pandemic as you look at the ag space here in Indiana? We understand that the ag industry is cyclical. We understand that we're in, in unprecedented times. We also understand that there's a convergence of times around the globe of of populations, centers, and food insecurity. So we grow food in Indiana. Indiana only has 6 million residents. India has the fastest growing population in the world. We need to help our producers figure out how to get value-added products out of the state and into the hands of those that need it most. We also understand that the ag industry was facing challenges prior to COVID-19. And now with disruptions in the supply chain, issues with the ethanol industry, and a stalling of phase one trade agreements with China, there's going to be continued pressure for some time. And we're going to be there to support that. We continue to support our employees and our customers during this time. As I mentioned earlier, over 92% of our workforce pivoted and worked from home. Mm -hmm. Never once did any of our customers lose access to the funding and liquidity that they need to continue to help feed the world. We followed all the CDC guidelines and the directions from our governors, understanding that ag is an essential business and we were going to stay open for every home, farm, and business that we have. We've given back the food banks during this time. We have not taken our foot off of the gas pedal knowing that rural America needs us now more than ever. So supporting things like FFA and 4-H and, and our rural communities was important. But we've also continued to hire new employees and making sure we've got people to work and back to work, as well as onboarding interns during this time. We're going to be here for our customers. We understand that credit is important. Access to capital is an important part of 
of, of meeting the needs of this growing world. And we'll have both short-term and long-term solutions to help our customers out here at Farm Credit Mid-America. Natasha Cox is Regional Vice President at Farm Credit Mid-America. Natasha, great perspective. Really appreciate you joining us on the podcast this week. Good luck to you. We hope to see you hopefully in person uh, one of these days sooner rather than later. Thank you. Thank you as well for joining us on this edition of the Ag Plus Bio Plus Science Podcast, a weekly production partnership between Agronovas Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. And a reminder, you can keep up to date with Agronovas by following them on Twitter and Instagram at agronovasin. You can also find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget to leave us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to share these great ag bioscience stories with more and more people. Thanks again for joining us. And remember, we're all in this together. I'm Gary Dick. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick, produced by Kayla Chittister, Bridget O'Reilly, Libby Fritz, and Joe Ullery. More people get Indiana Business news from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.